Blog Talk Radio. And good evening. This is Elder Talk. I'm with Sir Ed Carell, standing in, um, in my position as an elder of the Corellian tradition. And I'm working on it. And I'm basically talking today about Samhain and Halloween. So first of all, let's go ahead and take those. I'm a big lover of Halloween. But Halloween is a secular event around uh, which we have built from the superstitions and the practices and the faith practices and fun of both pop culture and also for um, uh, historical reasons to celebrate. Um, So Halloween is a celebration of all of that stuff, and it has a lot to do with pop culture as well as faith and everything else, much in the same way that Christmas is also Christmas is a secular holiday with uh, religious undertones. Both of the main practices of both of them um, may have derived from more serious reasons, but now they're celebrations. And I love haunted houses. I've worked a number of them. I've worked in at Fantasy headquarters in Chicago, who stays open 24 hours the last week of of, of um, Halloween. So that's pretty amazing. Yeah, if you go over there right now, if you're in Chicago, I bet you they're open. And so if you're listening to it live, we listen next week, not so much. And so so for me, Halloween has been this very special time. Shared it with my children, shared it with my other things. I've enjoyed Halloween all my life. It was uh, It's had a lot to do with where I did because every Halloween, my pastor of the time as a child, uh, the Reverend Raymond Bossie, who was a major evangelical, would always criticize Halloween. He would talk about how bad it was and how it was going to start causing us real grief. He would talk about Ouija boards being made into games. He would talk about all the different ways that witches would come out and to affect it. And so the one thing he said about it was always got me is that, you know, Jesus is, you know, your shield against it. You build your armor against it. But you had to be super careful because on uh, Halloween night, he, the devil was particularly powerful to lead you into temptation, to allow, unleash the demons within us. And even when we asked, why would God allow for something like that? And that's a good question. He would always answer. He says, oh, it's testing. God's always testing us against the good versus the evil. And so I loved Halloween because it was like, oh, one day I could do magic. And uh, I can I can see magic, and so I've always loved Halloween. When I became a Wiccan, a pagan, and all that, Samhain took on a much more emphasis. Now Samhain is our celebration, and it, it, it falls on October 31st because we enjoyed it, and because American time control uh, that came out at 1889 out of the the time convention out of Chicago, it was a real thing. Yes, look it up where the railroads basically established time across the United States and eventually established time zones across the world. We started out for trains, which I am on right now, heading to Denver for celebrate my Samhain um, by offering a radically new speech, which I really like. And so I'm very excited about that. But Samhain is the religious holiday, the speaker of the dead. Um, and, you know, you go and celebrate your ancestors. You go out and celebrate, 
you know, your commitments, you know, the darker sides, and you can have, you know, oracles and things like that. So it, there is this deeper ancestor worship, this deeper recognition of it. And that comes from the idea that whatever food you got on by October 31st, and it depends where you were in the world and what country you were in and how far north you were. But for a lot of places where it was the source of the energy for Stalin, we did it at a place that was very, uh, you know, that was very localized. And October 31st would tell you how much food you would have available to you at the end of the year. Hmm? And you knew if you were going to die from starvation or that you would have to make better and easier results from it all. So that's a really important thing. It became a really important ideology. And so there was this idea of thinning of the veil because that day you would know, you know, whatever it was in your local area, you would know if you had enough food. And did you have to depend on your hunters? Would you have to go out and find something more? And there's always this sort of belief that hobgoblins or fairies or other protected that field beyond this date, which would be November 1st. And so it had this connotation. And the thing that made it such a food or treat to element is that a lot of perishable foods would be consumed at this time. If you can't store it, you had to eat it. And sometimes if you had an abundant crops, and especially some of the good foods like berries, sweeter foods. Remember, we didn't have refined sugar for the longest time. Our sugar came from, like, from the fruit, from honeybees, from the natural environment. So it was far more rare, uh, along with the idea of, you know, fats and, you know, eternal organisms. We ate differently because we needed to have a different type of food consumption. And protecting our food was a very big part of what you did at Taiwan. You know, so you ate as much as you could to get yourself as fat as you could from what was perishable food and you make all sorts of treats and then you store the longer term food and you, you blessed your ancestors prayed for a fever free winter and began what would be the process of the dying that we would pick up in the mule there would be some more energy but my gosh this is the time where you had to really face life and death and if you had a lot of food and you were prepared it was a joyous time if you're really close to the edge it's a worrisome time if you knew you didn't have enough and that death would soon visit, it was a very dark time. So Samhain has been this sort of energetic idea of life and death, of sitting of the veils, and all of that as a practical, practical religious practice. So, and the, the celebratory stuff was when it was good, and mostly it was good. I have no doubt that it was mostly good and mostly celebrated. And they could do things. And they take care. You know, they made the turnips to scare away evil spirits and everything else. But it was very tied into the end of the harvest and the way that you had to really, really respect where you're at. For me, Samhain and Halloween, the combination of two, has led me to do some of the largest spells I've ever done and, and magic. And I love that sort of ritualistic practices. Um so last year I was at Chosen Path where we did practices in COVID with a limited number of people. And that was the blue moon where we did, I uh, did another crystal web and fey ritual. The year before that was I was at Salem and we did the great oracle at the time of the Mercury retrograde ending. 
at the exact moment captured Mercury. The year before that, um, I was, you know, celebrating um, it in Chicago and with Crystal Webb, and we did those sort of practices. Um, last year we did it online. It's a great morning ritual in 2020. So and every time, and I can keep going back on and on and on about how much I've celebrated Halloween. So that's kind of cool. And so now here, early in the season, I am heading into a new space, new places. So I am going to do this one. I'm going to do equally important ritual, but I am going to give a new discussion. So I always assess myself against Halloween. It is the witch's new year. It is the time for which I begin my stories and I begin my energy and begin my you know cycle of practice. And so... I like that sort of work. I really do. And this one, listen for coming, Denver, I'm going to be giving in one more generation, and I'm beginning a tour. I've been in Chicago for a couple of days, like 10 days, and the world has really changed in that 10 days for me and the value of it. And uh, I'm going to take 30 days now before I return to uh, Florida to go around the country, go around and see so many different places. So I'm really excited about that idea, that concept of really getting to see America and kind of grounding myself into it. At the same time, meeting and making connections. So silence for me is always about an assessment, ending of a ritual cycle that I begin, and an assessment of the next. And we have the great crystal. You know, and I love making egregores. If you don't know what an egregore is, it is a consciously created entity usually considered artificial or creative that you can utilize to help you with your magic or a group mind that uses it to magic. The Craig Chris Oracle from 2019 has shown itself again and again to be a growing entity. Um, the last year was a great morning ritual, which was very different, which allowed people to express their pain. And this year, I think people are just re-ridden, and I think people are just, uh, grief exhausted about what's happened. And so we don't see that morning rituals as much, but we do see a lot of deep ancestor work. Uh, but in the Halloween aspect, I'm going to mention Byron Ballard. She did something that is like, to me, is an amazing thing. So what witches look like? Now, and during the Halloween season, instead of showing all this, the witches in the hats and everything, she's encouraged and asked people to show them what they do in their daily lives, what they look like without the, without the ritualistic Garb without being the stereotype. And this year, if you look up what is, you know, what witches look like 2021, it's been an amazing thing. And you should find one out there. Byron Ballard, uh, Village Witch, My Village Witch. Um, there's a lot of it out there. Go to Facebook. It's really been some a big Facebook thing. I've seen it on Twitter. It's moved into Instagram. Um, so it's a very neat thing. And try to explain that this it. Even though Halloween is the celebration of all things magical, and we see newspaper articles constantly now. Jason Mankey's been in an article. Phil Scarras been in articles. All sorts of witches have been in articles. So been just between terrific, you know, hip, hip witchcraft, there's a lot of a lot of tomb, too. In fact, we, uh, there's a discrimination. Phil uh, Scarras got discriminated by Stripe for her new website. And so all of that comes into play. So like I said, for me, it's it's a really a big part of it is the idea of creating magic 
either way, either the type that scares people, like real magic, or the type of magic that's, you know, kind of illusionary, or kind of bringing that scare factor out. That's all for me. And so we're really kind of excited about that. It's always excited me. And then that one added a deeper complexion. And so, like, and now, so what did you do for Samhain? Samhain, build an ancestor ritual, make an offering to your ancestors, and let them talk to you. And what do you do for Halloween? Anything you want. Go to a seance. It's, it's fun. If you're a practitioner, go, go do a seance. You know, allow yourself to. Um, and doing, you know, tarot cards and all that. So the last piece I'm going to offer about Halloween and Samhain. So Samhain is a religious art, artifact that we practice. Halloween, though, you should absolutely take advantage of the fact that it's a witch's holiday that everybody adores now. It's coming to be adoring. And next year, plan to have your witch's balls. Have your events. Make your income because the community deserves to have income. And Halloween is a really good time to make an income if you know what you're doing. You know, be ready to do tarot card readings. Be or do seances. Do oracles. Dress up and let people take pictures of you. Uh, I think Boris Southwich is a Salem makes a tremendously good income by being in Salem with those crowds and showing off, and she does it all year round. Um, so it's a fantastic opportunity to do things. So go ahead and celebrate Halloween as joyfully and gratefully as you can, trick or treat, all of that. Even make income by doing witch's ball, tarot card reads, and all those sorts of things. But when it comes down to Samhain, allow yourself the space to say this is separate, this is not the same thing, and allow yourself to be really involved with it. I think that's a very useful aspect of it. Um, so this is a, a probably a shorter one. I could tell you lots of ritual, but I am going to do something for fun. I am going to play a song. Oh, and I'm going to, uh, I like this one. Think, uh, that one is by Dom DeBar. Oh, there you go. something happened to our recording. That's an awful recording. Well, let me play one of my favorites, and that is Jenna Green's Sound Night. Night to say goodbye, hold your love tight. Welcome now the spirits of a Sound Night. Light to say goodbye, hold your love tight. Welcome now the spirits of a flower night. 
the veil between the other world and the plane of mortal. Then to welcome the ancient ones, the earth becomes a portal. Let not your heart be heavy, let not your head be light. Keep aware and quench your fears on the sour night. Tap the lantern circle to protect you from your fears. As we celebrate the harvest and the Celtic New Year, come with me into the woods deep in the sacred grove and dance with me for life and love as the elements unfold. Light the sacred fire, hold your love at sight. Welcome now the spirits of all sour night. Light the sacred fire, hold your love at sight. Welcome now the we honor our ancestors, loved ones who have passed. We keep them in our memory with love that always lasts. Tonight they pass the bridge, it's supposed to be with us again. Through the veil of spirit world into the realm of man. By oak and passion and bone, we build the sacred fire. We dance until the morn, the smoke it rises. Joining us for this month's Elder Talk on Samhain. Listen to also Lord Don, Lady Stephanie, as they give their anxious energies of it. And so um, there we go. And happy Halloween and blessed Samhain. We'll be back soon, and we'll get back on a regular schedule of meeting everybody across the thing. And remember, if you're hearing this early, meet me in Denver. Meet me in uh, Las Vegas. Let, meet me in Nashville, and meet me in Kansas City. And let us change the world a little bit. And you'll find out a little lot more probably on Monday. 